Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, we're so pleased to have on our program today, Miss Emily Carley, who is the director of the Witness to War Foundation. Emily, welcome to the program. And thank you for taking time out of your very busy day to talk to us about this really great foundation, the Witness to War Foundation. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about what we do. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, before we jump into the Witness to War Foundation, can you share with our audience a little bit about yourself, your background, education, and, and how you came to the Witness to War Foundation? Absolutely. Um, so I'm an Atlanta native and I went to the University of Tennessee and got a degree in marketing. Um, and then I came back to Atlanta and started working for a consulting firm here locally um, called Insight Sourcing Group. And I was doing marketing with them. Um, and that's actually how I got involved in Witness to War. The founder of Insight Sourcing Group um, Tom Beatty actually founded Witness to War as well. This was a side project for him. And so by nature of my working with him doing marketing for the consulting firm, I got interested in nonprofit and eventually moved into this space. Excellent. Excellent. And so you talked about uh, Tom Beatty, who is the founder of the Witness to War Foundation. Um, how did he come about uh, developing the idea for the Witness to War Foundation and making it into a reality? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so Tom Beatty was a military history major at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, so this has always been an interest of his. Um, and he found that when he was studying history, the things that really resonated with him were the individual stories of the soldiers and not so much the larger um, movements of the armies and the political aspects of war, but the individual stories of the people who were on the ground and in the sky and, and things like that and on the ships who lived through the combat experiences of war. Um, and so he actually met a group here in the Atlanta area um, called the Atlanta World War II Roundtable, which um, is still in existence, but it's a group of World War II veterans that get together once a month and they talk about their war stories and they have a speaker that comes in and it's all about preserving the history of World War II. And so he met with this group and he would go to their meetings and he realized that a lot of those gentlemen had never recorded the stories that they were sharing with each other. And so he just went out and bought a camera and started conducting interviews with them and um, just did a good many interviews with that group and then it just kind of expanded from there and then it became a more formal formal excuse me project and we launched the website um over 10 years ago to bring this information to the public so it just it was kind of an organic um thing and like i said he started informally just trying to capture these stories so that they weren't lost and he wasn't really sure what he was going to do with them and then obviously you see what witness tours become today and so when you think about the Witness to War Foundation, um, one can think of many missions that it might have, but what is the overall arching mission of the, wish, the mission to, excuse me, Witness to War Foundation? 
<laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of a mouthful. I get it. <laughs> um, so the mission of Witness to War is three parts. Um, it's preserve, mm -hmm. honor, and educate. Um, I would say the overall mission of Witness to War is to preserve as many of these firsthand accounts of combat veterans as possible. So we started out originally with World War II veterans because obviously that was the oldest generation that we were dealing with when the foundation came to be. Um, and we have since rolled into doing... Um, um, I should backtrack a little bit. So we were also doing Korean War veterans at that same time. They were about the same age as the World War II veterans. They're a little bit harder to find. It's a smaller group, um, but we've always kind of focused on them in tandem with our World War II vets. And then we've started doing more recently Vietnam War interviews. We've been doing a lot of interviews with Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, and then kind of any conflict in between that as well. So Panama, Grenada, Somalia, um, any time that armed forces from the United States would have been involved in some sort of conflict, we're interested in those stories. Um, the honor piece is posting this information on our website so that people can see the stories firsthand and have a better understanding of what we're asking of our men and women when we send them off to, to war. And then the educational component, which is the third part of our mission, is something we just launched in the last year and a half, which is a section of our website where teachers and other educators can go onto the site and pull content that might be relevant for a classroom setting. So if they are talking about a particular war or battle or a type of experience that um, somebody might have in wartime, they can go onto our website and find that content that they can plug into the lesson plans they're already using. And so this, this portion for the educators, I, I just clicked on the website, <clears throat> and they are able to pull all of this information uh, for them to use at, at uh, no cost, I take it. Absolutely. Um, the entire website is free to use, um, and we definitely want to make sure that the educators know that that um, particular section of the site is free for them to use in the classroom. We know that teachers are always looking for additional resources, especially primary sources, um, and we want to make sure that they're not having to spend any money out of their own pockets to bring this information into the classroom. Um, as I mentioned, the whole site is free to use, but as you can see by going through there, we've got thousands of stories on the site. Um, and the idea behind the education section of the website was to hand select information that we thought was most appropriate and relevant around certain topics or modules, as we call them, so that not only could we give this content to the teachers for free, but they didn't have to spend a lot of time going through the site and finding things that they were looking for by watching thousands of videos. Wow. And um, <clears throat> what type, I, I'm going to get a little technical with you because okay. I, I, I love content. I'm, I'm in the information space. Uh, what type of search capability is in the sites to allow folks to find information as quickly as possible? Um, that's a great question. So one of the things that we pride ourselves on is the ability for people to come on the website and find very specific information. Um, so everything on the website is categorized by war, branch of service, um, location, type of experience, perspective, um, certain battles. Um, we actually have on each page that you go to, if you're for example, on World War II. You can go in there and select and refine the stories that you want to see by the um, 
the theater and the service that the veteran would have been in. So Army Air Corps, Army, Air Force, um, you name it. And obviously that changes um, between the various wars. Um, and then we also have an advanced search section, which is found um, in the back of the website. And that's for people who are very specifically looking for something. Um, if you wanted to find somebody who was in the Army Air Corps, who served in World War II in Europe and was also a POW, you can make selections like that. And it will give you all of the video content and the written materials and photos that would pertain to that specific search. Wow, that is awesome. That is really awesome. And uh, what type of feedback are you receiving from the uh, education uh, community, and are you receiving the feedback from K through 12 or higher education? Um, what has been the feedback? Um, the feedback has been great. Um, we have just recently started going out and talking about this. We were, you know, making sure that we were serving the content up in the correct manner. So we had some people look at the site and tell us, you know, what they thought about it so that we could make sure that we weren't just creating something that we thought was neat, but that was useful. Um, and so just trying to get a better understanding of what teachers are looking for and what they need. So we originally started this out and it was a lot more complicated and we were trying to create lesson plans. And then we realized that what we were really doing was creating more work for the teachers um, and that they have lesson plans. And all we really needed to do was sit there and be a resource and say, you know, here's the content, use it how you wish. Um, so we've been going to conferences and talking to teachers about how they can use the content and what's available and promoting ourselves as a resource. If there's something they can't find, they're welcome to email us or call us and ask us specific questions about the content that they might need and we're happy to help pull that for them. Um, and the feedback's been great. I think teachers are, like I said earlier, just they're looking for primary sources. These are the things that excite the students. Um, hearing these guys and women talk about their experiences really brings the content to life. Um, you know, when I was in school and I had fabulous history teachers, but this kind of content wasn't available. And I think about how neat it would have been for us to sit and watch people like this online and bring that into the classroom. So the feedback that we've been getting has been great. Right. And what about the library community? Have you had the opportunity to attend the American Library Association annual midwinter conference or annual conference? I have not done that, um, but I have gone to a conference of museums, um, and there were also some library um, representatives at that conference as well, and we're hoping to get more of this content into library and museum settings. Um, you know, everything is online, so if they want to link to us, they're already free to do that. If that's something that they want to do, if they're doing an exhibit or they're having a special program and they want to use our content, it's all here online, and that's um, something that they can use. Of course, if they wanted um, more of a formal partnership, we would certainly welcome those kinds of conversations, too. Um, our biggest goal is to just get the content out there. Um, and so there are a lot of ways to do that, and we're open to exploring many different opportunities around that. Uh, that is excellent. <clears throat> and um, it seems like uh, that maybe Hollywood might be interested in your content as they're always researching and, and, and uh, creating movies around the different war uh, venues that have, that have occurred. Have you had many conversations with producers from Hollywood? 
We have not. Um, because our main goal has been capturing the content, that's where most of our focus has been. So getting to as many veterans across the country as possible um, has been our main goal. And we have a full-time interviewer that travels around and does all of that. I think he went to 18 states last year alone. So he goes to a lot of different reunions and things like that. And so that's been our main goal. And like I said, the content's here if people want to use it and want to reach out to us to use it. But it has not been something that we have sought out ourselves. Um, local, um, I should say local and national television programs have used some of our content. We um, submitted a good bit of our Vietnam War content last year to C-SPAN and they did a several part series using our footage from the Vietnam War. Wow, I'm sure that was extremely compelling video that um, that, 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 that they utilized for this. Um, I had the opportunity of, of listening to a few of the interviews. And um, one of the gentlemen said, you know, when you're out on the battlefield, you learn to know what death smells like. Mm -hmm. And he says, you don't hear, you, you, you never hear uh, any of the soldiers when they're dying, the, the call for dad, they, they, they call for mom. And he says, we were boys, and we were boys trained to do a man's job. It, 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 was, it was extremely, extremely heartfelt and, and extremely compelling. Yes, well, thank you. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we're trying to get from the veterans. Um, I think so many people, especially now, don't, um, some people don't even know a veteran um, that served, and a lot of vets don't talk about their service. So people don't have a full understanding of what we're asking of people who go to war and what happens to them when they are in war and combat and how that affects them when they come home. And, and I hope that our stories help people to have a better understanding. Um, I know that um, I actually used to do a lot of the interviews myself, and I had veterans in my family. My grandfather was actually a two-war vet, um, World War II in Korea, and I still didn't have a full understanding um, of what these stories were going to be like, and many of them have personally affected me, and I hope that, that this helps people to just have a better understanding of what war is like. It's not in the, the movies. It's not what you see on TV. These are real people with real feelings um, and real experiences. Right. And um, <clears throat> let's talk about this great cause. And it, it's, it's a huge production. It's, it's, it's top rate quality. Um, how do you fund this? Because this uh, really requires a lot of funding to provide these great interviews and capturing and updating your website. Yes, that's a great question um, and one that we get quite often, actually. Um, we're very fortunate because um, Tom Beatty, our founder, as I mentioned, he has a very successful consulting company here in the Atlanta area, and he um, primarily funds this project on his own. Um, we have done um, a little bit of fundraising here and there. Um, we accept donations on the site, but that is not something that we um, typically seek um, and, and target. But we are just very fortunate that he has such a strong passion around this. He 
um, is this is very personal for him and it's something that he decided about 18 years ago that needed to be done and he has just put everything he can into making this successful and as you said um, making sure that the quality that we're producing is top-notch um, we want to make sure that these videos are around and playable um, and usable for years and years to come Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Miss Emily Carley, who's the director of the Witness to War Foundation, discussing this really beautiful tribute to uh, the men and women who have contributed their lives, sacrificed their lives for the safety of, of our country. I, I noticed here, and I was, uh, and and I, I was not aware of the Witness to War Foundation. Until recently, I was, I'm a Cody judge for the SIIA, and um, I was reviewing the product of Spin HQ. And during a discussion before we started the review, uh, we were just sharing some tidbits uh, about each other. And I discussed uh, somehow with the Witness to War Foundation came up. And I just said, oh, I have to have them on my program. Uh, one, uh, I was not aware of the Witness War Foundation. So I'm hoping that um, this interview will allow us to reach many more people because I really believe in, in, what, in what you good folks are doing. But I see here that you actually have some corporate sponsorships. Uh, you have Spin HQ, and then uh, there's another group, the Insight Sourcing Group, which I, I take it is the company of, of, uh, of the founder, correct? <laughs> Yes, it is. Insight Sourcing Group is the consulting firm that Tom Beatty also um, runs. And then I'm glad you brought up Spin HQ because I, I did not mention that earlier and I should have. So that is my, um, my mistake. But uh, Spin HQ is a technology business um, based out of the Insight Sourcing Group family. And we have used a lot of the technological knowledge um, that that team brings for the backend database of Witness to War and the categorization that we use on the site. So we are very fortunate to have so many wonderful resources here in our company that we can use to support the Witness to War effort as well. And a lot of people ask, well, how do you, how do you manage the website? And how did you come up with all the categorization and everything looks so buttoned up? And, you know, we really run it um, like a business. And obviously it's a nonprofit organization and our goal is to give back, but we want to make sure that everything we do is very professional. And we are very fortunate to have a lot of the great minds and resources behind the scenes that we do. Yes. And uh, so let's talk about 2019. Uh, what is on the calendar for 2019 for the Witness to War Foundation? Well, we're obviously still focused on getting a lot more interviews. Um, so we have, at last count, we already had 11 events planned um, for the, the next year here. And obviously that grows quite often. We get a lot of calls from people all over the country. And so we tweak our schedule as necessary to get to people. We still prioritize our World War II veterans, but obviously that is a an unfortunately dwindling population of vets in the U.S. And so um, 
as I mentioned earlier, the biggest group for us is Vietnam veterans. So we will be doing a lot of Vietnam War reunions um, and events with them. We've got a couple of events scheduled at museums. We're actually going to be working with the Eisenhower Foundation um, and their library and their project um, called Ike's Soldiers. And we're going to be out there in the next couple of months collecting interviews for their 75th anniversary of D-Day event. Um, so we've got our hands on a lot of different things. Um, we're obviously still pushing the educational component and we'll be talking about that at different events um, and trying to get that in front of a, you know, a larger group of people. Um, and so that's kind of where we are, just um, continuing to expand on the things that we've already been doing and hopefully reaching more veterans that don't know about us and, and people like yourself who have not heard about Witness Store and, you know, helping to spread the message of what we're doing and hopefully find more veterans that way um, and groups that might be interested in using the content. And so when you think about all of the activities that you have, there is a volunteer button on your website. How can one volunteer and get involved? And what are the different types of activities that volunteers can participate in? Um, I think the biggest need for us around volunteers and the easiest one for people to get involved in that doesn't require a huge time commitment is helping us locate veterans in their communities, whether it's an assisted living community that they're familiar with or a neighbor or a family member, um, somebody in their church, um, you know, that might not have ever come across us or that we might not ever hear about somebody in a small town um, that would never have the opportunity to share their story. You know, those are the people that we're looking for and volunteers that can help us find those people, introduce them to Witness to War, give them an idea of what we're doing and help get those people signed up for interviews is a huge help. Um, one of the biggest things that our volunteers do, and we have a few different groups of volunteers in various areas, is to set up interview days. So essentially what they do is they find a venue and they secure that for one to two days or, or longer if necessary and help us sign up veterans in their community to um, to participate in interviews. And then we come in, we set up a camera and we spend however long we need to collecting all of those stories in that particular area. And um, so that is a huge thing for volunteers to do for us because we don't always know all of these vets in these um, other areas outside of Atlanta. So that is probably the biggest area where volunteers can get involved and the most useful for us. You know, I guess with technology uh, being so improved that we can get quality uh, video on our uh, on our smartphones, um, how, how what is the best way that uh, videos are collected? Uh, do you have special equipment, or do you encourage folks to use their their cell their smartphones? We have our own camera equipment. So anytime that we go out and do an interview, we travel with all of our equipment, lights um, oh. and everything. And so when we set up in an area, we just need enough space to do that. But we can do that in somebody's living room. Um, we don't need a ton of space for our setup, but that's the way that we prefer to do it because we can control the environment and the footage. Um, I would say in terms of people collecting their own footage, 
um, that's great to do. I mean, don't wait on a group like ours to be able to get to you to interview your father. Make sure that you're doing this on your own um, and still invite us to come in and do that as well. But don't wait is my biggest advice because we can't always get to people within the next week. And most organizations like us have a little bit of a lead time to get to people. So I encourage people to always capture content on their own if they are able to and also bring in a group like ours as needed. Um, I know that there are some other organizations that accept footage that people have done on their own. So, for example, the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., they have the Veterans History Project, and we work with them quite frequently, and they accept content that comes into them. Um, obviously, there you have some guidelines that you would need to look at online, um, but we do not accept a lot of content on our own because we are conducting so many interviews that we wouldn't be able to edit all of that and get it online. Very good. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we are here with Miss Emily Carley, who is the exec, the director for Witness to War Foundation. And so um, I, I, I would guess, but correct me, but I, the U.S. military, you're involved with the U.S. various branches of the, the military about your program? We've been involved with some of the different museums um, that are related to the um, branches of service. Um, we've done interviews up at the Marine Corps Museum in Quantico, um, or I guess it's technically Triangle, uh, excuse me, mm -hmm. Virginia. Um, and we do, um, we do some partnerships like that, or where we go and do interviews at places, um, more informal, I should say, partnerships. Um, but we don't have any official partnerships with the branches of service because we don't do a lot of active duty interviews. Um, we're mostly combat vets that, um, have already been, you know, retired from the service or have gotten out of the service and things like that. Um, but our board is actually made up of a lot of retired generals. So they have connected us with a lot of people that they know through the military. And we, we have a lot of outlets like that, that we use, but we don't have any active partnerships with the military. Um, but there are some, um, different, um, educational components that the military has used from our website um, and training and things like that, that we're aware of it and various classrooms. You know, with all of this great content, I mean, really, truly great content, have you ever thought about partnering with a major publishing house to, to do a reference work or a synopsis or something extra special because you, you have the, the written word, you have the, the, the vocal, you have the, the pictures. Have you considered to do any type of major reference work? We have not. I mean, we've talked about a lot of different ways to get the information out there, um, but we're a pretty small group. So there's just a handful of us that are running this full time. And so it's one of those things where we kind of pick and choose the best way to serve the vets and the community. So um, we have focused primarily on the video interviews and the website to get that out there. And like I said, we're not opposed to you know, additional partnerships if somebody were interested in doing something like that, but it's not something that we've specifically sought out ourselves. Okay. Uh, along that line, have you, uh, of course, your site is, is, is fantastic. Have you thought about uh, partnering with any other, the information companies out there to have a partnership where um, their users would be able to link right over to your site if they do a search on their site? 
Um, I know that we um, have links on other websites, um, other groups that are similar to ours that we link back and forth with. Um, I'm not sure of any specific technology companies that are linking to us, um, but I do know there's a lot of people that we kind of have informal partnerships with other groups that share our content, um, but nothing like what you're talking about that I'm aware of. Okay. And um, our, our time is winding down and I would like to give you the opportunity to, uh, to address the listening public that we have uh, for an appeal for the witness to war foundation. Uh, what, what, what words would you like to share with the community? Yes, I would just like to encourage people to talk to the veterans that they know and help us get their stories if possible. We know that some people are not willing to open up. Um, for some people, it's still too fresh, and we understand that. And We would never want anybody to participate that might be uncomfortable. But if you know veterans in your community, help us locate those people and make sure that their stories don't go untold. Um, everything that we do for the veterans is free of charge. We do not um, charge them anything to participate in the program, and we provide them with DVD copies of the interviews that they participate in, which they can share with their families. Um, this helps them create a lasting legacy that future generations can hold on to and watch and understand what their ancestors did. And we just want to make sure that people know that we're out there. So even if you don't know a veteran, um, share our content, share our information so that other people can understand what veterans have gone through. And, and maybe somebody will see it and decide that they want to do an interview too. So we're just hoping to honor the veterans for their sacrifices. Um, you know, the ones that have been able to be interviewed by us and then the ones that are referenced in the stories who didn't make it through um, the service. We just want to make sure that people have a full understanding of, of what has gone into the military service of our nation so that we can have the freedoms that we do. That is truly outstanding. And how can one get in touch with the Witness to War Foundation? You can either go on our website where we have a few different links of different ways to get in touch with us, whether you want to share your story or just support our cause. And our website is www.witnesstowar.org. That's W-I-T-N-E-S-S-T-O-W-A-R.org. Um, you can also email me at emily at witnesstowar.org. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our guest, Ms. Emily Carley, who is the director to the Witness to War Foundation. Emily, thank you so much. This was very inspiring. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this week on Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend, but remember, Leadership begins with you.